This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. A big thank you to our amazing sponsor, Monday Hair Care, for not only allowing this podcast to happen, but for taming my huge frizzy pregnancy hair with their amazing best-selling line, Smooth, and giving some of my bigness to Emma with their volume shampoo and conditioner. Their products are free from SLS and parabens and are Leafing Bunny approved, which is the gold standard for cruelty-free beauty internationally. Monday's available in more than 30 countries, is the number one hair care brand on TikTok, and has won loads of beauty awards. Head to mondayhaircare.com to find out where you can get your hands on their beautiful pink bottles. Thanks, Monday. Hello. I'm sure I've got a mouthful. Is there a street party going on outside? No, honestly, it's just pedestrians. I sound like hooligans. Yeah, you can you can overheat like me. I'm absolutely roasting. I had my fan on everyone and Alex said it was too crackly. And then I opened my window and it was extremely windy. So, and I've already got a red face. I don't know if she can hear any of this. She can. I'm, I've got a very red face as well. Something's going on. Some kind of um, deregulation of the old bot. You must just be really hot. Maybe a bit sunburned. I went to the gym at lunchtime yesterday and then I didn't reapply my SPF, so. I am looking forward to recording this in winter when we can just be like snuggled up in our houses rather than like hot, sitting in a seat, sweating. I did like recording outside last week. <laughs> it was really nice. That won't be happening again. It was a pleasure for me listening to the winter. So relaxed. <laughs> I did say to you it looked like when a celebrity does an apology video and they choose the most like rustic part of their house. 100% like Ashton Kutcher did. (laughs) They always use that wall when they do whatever little Mm. videos they're doing. It's like the most humble part they can find of their beautiful home. Exactly. Well, hello everyone. Yeah, hey everyone. Welcome to Takeaways Pod. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, it's been a bit of a messy start this week. I'm honestly so groggy today. I woke up this morning at 5am and then Lay there for an hour and then at six, Sam got up and like went to the gym or went for a run, whatever he did. Whatever he does. And whatever he does in the morning. And then I fell back to sleep. And then when he got back at like seven, I was like in a deep sleep. <laughs> and it was so hard to re-wake up and I like honestly couldn't open my eyes. Oh. He was like opening the blinds and he was like, you need to get up. Are you going into the office? And I was like, I can't open my eyes. <laughs> It's really cute, but also really annoying that you have someone who would wake you up and be interested in you going somewhere. That is such a fucking foreign concept for me. Someone getting me out of bed, I'd be like, Dad, fuck off. Sam's actually like my full-time alarm these days. And the other day I was nearly late to work because he wasn't going into the office and I didn't realise. And so he came back from whatever he does, the gym or the run. <laughs> and, and God knows what that man does in the morning. He came back and anyway, I woke up and checked my phone. It was like five past eight. And I was like, oh, oh my shit. God, like, where have you been? And he was like, I'm not going into the office today. And I was like, well, I am. And I've got a 9 a.m. Anyway, so I literally got turned around like five minutes to get ready to get out the door. And he was like, I didn't realize you've been using me as your alarm. Yeah, that's that's on you. Don't you have an Alexa as well? Well, she's had to be moved down to the living room because our Marshall speaker has just crapped out on us and isn't working. It's not because you find it weird that Amazon will hear you have sex. 
I honestly couldn't care less what Amazon will listen to. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm like, oh, I don't want them hearing my conversations. They don't give a fuck about Ariana Grande. Like, they're not no. listening in to what I've got to say. Honestly, my iPhone's doing worse, you know? Like, nowhere is safe. In the place we stay, where I said to you guys I didn't have Wi-Fi in the house, only on the patio, I've never felt so in touch with nature. I had to leave my phone in the living room to charge because I didn't have any PowerPoints. I'd go into my room, I'd read my Kindle and fall asleep. No late night texting, no scrolling memes, no TikTok. It was beautiful. I felt I slept so well. I slept for nine hours a night. It was no. You should leave your phone outside your door then. In my house, that's why it's I'm just looking for excuses. I'm good at that. Or on the other side of the room? Yeah. No, I really should. It's just such, it's it's very hard to have that kind of self-control. Yeah, it is just so fun, isn't it? It's, I love I love to scroll. Yeah, same. I really do. I'm not proud of that. Yeah. But, I mean, they do say, I've never read the book, but apparently stolen focus makes you feel a lot better about how addicted we all are to our phones. Like that is Oh, really? The best minds in the world have created the most addictive, quick dopamine-hitting, mm. looping uh, products in social media and like no wonder I mean I'm nothing if not obedient like what are we supposed to do about it nothing you know so you may as well just give into it and have a good time well <laughs> <laughs> kind of I could exert more self-control mm, would be handy because um, you do feel so much better when you spend less time yeah on it it's a little bit like when you start exercising, though. At first you feel better and then it just becomes an absolute drain. You know? I really thought you were going the other way with that. It's really hard to start once you – do you know what, though? You're right. When I started exercising, I started going to frame three times a week and I'd never really worked out consistently in the last, like, five years. Mm. And I felt like a million bucks. My body was less lumpy. I was so much, like, happier. And now I just feel, like – just becomes the norm. Exercise, I know. And then I feel shit when I don't. I know. What kind of? It's why you're better just riding on a low benchmark so that all the options are available <laughs> to you at any time to make your life a little bit better. <laughs> Such bad advice. That's not our takeaway for the week. Live life as badly as possible, and then any small improvement will blow your mind. It's a little bit like if you eat like absolute shit, and then you you the decide pillow. to <laughs> you decide to eat slightly healthy. Your skin will glow, you'll lose weight, yes. you look and feel amazing. It doesn't last. <laughs> What's that line from Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids? It's like, they're like, we're in love. She goes, at the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like a honey honeymoon period for anything. No, I actually don't believe that at all. I do believe in eating healthy. <laughs> so that would be a big scam from me if I was pretending otherwise. Yeah. That's your literal brand. Well, is it? I feel like my brand is more like simple easy cooking which i do really believe in that's what i believe in the most your brand your brand is food, food. and further than that it's a little beyond my <laughs> comprehension just food just food and um, that is something i'm trying to do i'm just so bad with vegetables they're boring i don't know how to cook them but let's so like to, last night i had a um what did i have oh we had book club last night but then so i just had picky bits so um actually our friend who was hosting made your mushroom oh, pastry mushroom slice thing Oh my god! It was with the brie on the so bottom. Yum! Oh good! I'm pleased you like, like four it. pieces. I don't know, man, but it was, it was lit. It was so yum. And um, but the night before that, I had like a butter chicken, and I was like, well, now I need to eat some greens, so I just ate like a bag of 
sugar snap peas. I was like, that'll do it for a couple of days. Yeah, see, that's why you don't like veggies because that's not very nice. I don't know. I wish I like incorporated them into my food a bit more. But I also don't cook, so biggest choosers. I find veggies are best enjoyed with carbs. So, like, if you can make pasta. As, as is everything. <laughs> pasta or a burger or noodles. Like, the other day I just really knew that I needed some greens because we had been away. And so I just cooked up every green vegetable I could find in my fridge and then just mixed them through noodles with lots of sauce. You know, delicious, nutritious, and easy. And it literally took me five minutes. So I find that's your best way to get all your veggies in. No one wants to just eat a big bag of raw veggies. I do it on the rig. I had a housemate said once, she was like, God, don't you just want to put some like seasoning on that? And I was like, I'm just gonna get, I'm honestly just gonna get through it. It's just fuel. And then I'm and then I'm good for a while. It's literally just so I don't like die or get what is it? Yeah, scurvy? scurvy, like the pirates. Yeah, exactly. But now you know what I had for dinner. So you're welcome. Yeah, so what was it? My tart. Yes, it was your tart. It was so, so, so nice. Yeah, I did love that actually. And I'd just been at I'd been at Weatherspoons with my uh, co-worker just beforehand and had a fried chicken bow bun there which was surprisingly nice i've got to give it to spoons a their drinks are absurdly cheap (laughs) (laughs) honestly like i actually i can't comment to be honest i've never eaten at spoons before four pounds for a glass and a half prosecco like i won't look that gift horse in the mouth and then like five pounds for a couple of fried chicken sliders hello it's because it's all about to go off is that the idea isn't that like little Everything's about to go off a little too. I don't think that's their strategy. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> I did a full pilgrimage to Little today for the first time because my housemates been cooking up these like cinnamon raids and bagels that smell like crack oh. cocaine. Like the smell fills the house. And I text them being like, where did yeah, you get yeah. those? And so I went all the way to Little to buy dishwasher tablets and bagels. And then instead, obviously, I bought um, washing machine tablets and got home and was like, sick. I've nailed that. But the the bagels, <laughs> do you know what the, the dagger is? They smell better than they taste. I had one just before we started recording and I was I was underwhelmed. I'm going to stick with Abe's from now on. Yeah. Do you know, they've actually just delisted their cinnamon raisin bagel, Abe's. What does that mean? Why? Why? I don't know. It must not have been a very good seller for them. Or maybe hard to produce in the factory. I don't know. Sorry. What? <laughs> I know. I'm really sad. What do you mean? Abe's bagels, if you're listening, we're sad. Yeah. Very, what's the word? Tangential today. I don't think that's is how that you word? use it. It's a word, but that's definitely not the correct context. <laughs> so you know how my housemate's been seeing this Italian guy, and whenever he goes home for like weddings or whatever, sees parents, he brings us back limoncello. Yes, it's so cute. So cute. Shout out to you. So she, he's the one that was horrified at my recipe. Well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he sent me all these um, recommendations for Rome, and said if I used any of them, I had to give him a named shout out the pod. Well, jokes on you. I didn't use any. (laughs) Not for lack of trying, though. I really did want to go to those places. Anyway, so she FaceTimed me when I was away with my parents. Absolutely rolled it a nut because they'd drunk a litre bottle of limoncello between them. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. The next day I texted her being like, how are you? And she was like, yeah, not so good. Turns out she, she, she had gone to bed and power chucked 
everywhere. <laughs> she said there was a layer of vomit on her carpet and in her bed. She said she woke up in the morning and was like, oh, my God, what was I snacking on in the night? Like, it's so naughty. Oh, was it tomato? It wasn't tomatoes. It was vomit. It was and oh, so, so <laughs> gross. And she, and she was like to me, the audacity. And she rang that guy. She was saying she woke up in the morning and was like, oh, thank God, at least I didn't text him. She'd called him twice, 15 minutes at a time, and had no idea what she'd said to him. Anyway, she's just like the audacity of me to get in bed and throw up like a teenager. She was like, I'm 30. I've had a hip replacement. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with me? And now she's on a lifetime living until I'm so I get it all. So. That is quite handy for you. and troughs. Oh, that is so funny. The poor girl. Like, that is a grim, grim way to wake up. <laughs> Have you ever done that? From your bed? I actually don't think I've ever thrown up in my bed. Bullshit. Sam's thrown up in my bed. Has he? At uni, on my very first day of our brand new flat, and I had these amazing pink polka dot sheets. Oh, I loved them so much. My whole room looked like a cat kids and catalogs. It was literally all pink and florals. It was the best, best room. I had it for the whole time I was at uni. It looked like a little kid's room. And Sam came to stay the very first night. We were in our brand new flat with my pink polka dot sheets and threw up all through them. I was oh, devastated. Nah, that is the only thing worse than your own throw up is someone else's throw up in your bed. Far worse. Far worse. Not even on par with your own. Yeah. I don't know why I married him. No, oh, honestly, the mind the mind does boggle. He does vacuum a lot. He does. He's such a good little cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> he does so much so cleaning. Surprising. <laughs> honestly, I went up into the bathroom last night and he was like fully scrubbing the shower. He had pulled the whole thing apart and was like scrubbing it all. That is. I was like, oh, bless you. You're such a good the cleaner. The opposite of an act. Like, need me a freak like that. You know, I, I know. hate cleaning. I was complaining to my therapist about how poor I am at the moment. And then I was like, oh, hang on, sorry, I've got a text from my cleaner. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's choices you make in life, Emma. <laughs> Having a cleaner is one of them. Um, but shout out to you, Debs. We love you. Oh, that's so funny. Did you? Okay. Guess how many households, like what percentage of households in the UK have a male breadwinner? I'd imagine it'd be reasonably high. I'm not very good with numbers. Is it out of 100? Yes, percentage is usually Well, sometimes people talk about things being 200% more and that confuses the living shit out of me. Okay, okay. This is just a – that's fair and I don't know how to explain that, to be honest. I'm no mathematician. Honestly, I don't even want to learn how to do the calculation. I just Google it. If something's 50% off, I'm not even going to hazard a guess at what that means. I do not buy that. Absolutely not true. I'm Googling that. <laughs> I know 50% off, but, but anything either side of 50, not for me. Not for us. Um, so, okay, so women do 70% of household chores mm-hmm. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Men are only the breadwinner in 55% of, ho- of households. Can you believe that? So in 40, wow. 45. So it's about half. Yeah, in 45% of UK, this is the UK, UK homes, the, the woman is the breadwinner and they're still doing 70% of the housework and childcare. Isn't that crazy? Men on their podcast were always like, what do women bring to the table? Like, I'm a, a which, you know, she's off my money. You don't have any money. You're fucking broke. And she's probably going to earn more than you. So stop asking what she's You're she, a big fat loser. Stop asking what she's bringing to the table. Like, you'd be lucky to have a fucking table if she left you alone. Who's saying that on their podcast? That's horrible. Oh my God. Yeah. You're not subjected to my algorithm, which is full of like 
It's people commenting on Sneeko and Andrew Tate and like these disgusting uh, men who are, I, I do think, directly responsible for this stabbing in Croydon. Andrew Tate can rot in hell. Like, honestly, I truly believe that everything he's done to people should be done back to him. He is disgusting. I don't know how you sex traffic people, but I imagine it's not a very nice journey moving them from country to country. So I think that should be done to him and all the abuse along the way that they no doubt endure as well. I do agree. An eye for an eye and fuck it, let's make everyone blind. He sex traffics women, he kidnaps them, he's a rapist and he's obviously, he's, he's radicalised all these young guys and so has Sneeko who now when they're rejected by a woman who they don't deem to be an equal because they're being told women should be owned. It's like you and I spoke about this today, Alex. These, these boys are lonely and unhappy and they're looking instead of, Sitting with that discomfort, they're looking for somewhere to channel it, channel their rage. I do find it very concerning, though, that there is such an, an audience for it, and I honestly think there needs to be a bit more research into why people are taken with him and listen to him, and you know, like I, I think there needs to be a bit, bit of bit better understanding at what is ta- what are they tapping into the male psyche to encourage that behaviour? What's it's what's so appealing? Yeah, I think. Yeah, what's appealing to them? I think often like there can be a lack of a father figure. And having like a male authority figure is very appealing. Also, they see these men with Lamborghinis and Ferraris and beautiful women around. And they think that these days is, you know, the ultimate success symbol. And they think, I want to be like this. He treats women like shit. So I'm going to do the same. And now a girl rejected her boyfriend in Croydon and she's been stabbed. Like, isn't that just horrific? That is so horrific. They they want to blame women for their problems because that's an easy out. Anyway, we won't. This is a comedy podcast. Lighten the mood up. It's incredibly scary and very, very depressing. That's just so, so sad. Like, I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. So, um, uh, what did you do for dinner? I had I feel really like awkward and bad now like changing the topic so quickly but I also No please I could do I could do the full hour on this. Oh I know. Oh I know. <laughs> I've experienced many an hour with you listening to this narrative over the dinner table. Me waxing lyrical. Last night I made my cheesy black bean taco bake. So I did post that one on Instagram. Yes, you did. And yum. It was so yum. It was like you know, quite basic ingredients like literally mince, black beans, some spices, going into the tacos, putting them on an oven tray, just a big bag of grated cheese going on top, and then some avo and chili and coriander. But God, it was good. It was just like such an easy comfort meal. I really felt like mince. My iron's been super low this end of pregnancy, and I'm on iron tablets. Um, I think that's why I've been so tired. You know how I complain on every single podcast how tired I am? Oh, my God. Yes, you do. And not just on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Also IRL. <laughs> anyway. Also, every time I talk to you. That makes sense that your iron's My low. iron's been so, so low. So Aww. I've been trying to eat a bit more red meat to boost it up as well as having my tablets. Um, yeah, so I really felt like mints. I just love mints. I know people are a bit funny about it, but God, I love it. I don't eat mints, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. see, I just love it. I don't like unidentifiable meat. It's just so easy and you can just add lots of tasty spices and stuff to it. Always a good time. But then you get a bit of gristle and you're like, oh, I'm funny with red meat in general. I'm funny with a lot. Yeah. You have the taste no, of a toddler. No. Maybe. <laughs> like you don't like bones in your chicken. No. You like it to be fried. 
You like it to be breast? I yeah, I only eat breast. That's true. And also, I've gone completely. I don't eat pork anymore either. The smell of pastrami bacon? No, the the pigs are really smart. The smell of pastrami and like the smell of cured meat is disgusting. It smells like a farmyard. If that's in my sandwich, it's ruining the whole thing. You know? Really? Yeah. I'm actually controversially not a huge, huge bacon fan. I barely use it in my recipes. Yeah. It's not that I dislike it at all, but I find it goes cold really quickly. The only time I enjoy <laughs> it is if it's like fresh, fresh out of the pan. Yes, super crispy, always. Yeah. If it's adding to my meal, it's just making it saltier, I find. You know, I'm a bit like, oh, what's your, what are you doing here? And you eat a little chewy bit of like uncooked fat. Can't stand it. Yeah, like, I don't mind that. But the white bit? Yeah, I don't mind okay. fat. Interesting. Big fan of fat, actually. I- <laughs> I'll eat like <laughs> on the body, on an animal, <laughs> in my mouth. I've been a big fan of like crackling and pork belly in the past because that's, yeah, but that's cooked through. I don't like it when it's the white jiggly slime fat. Yeah, fair, fair. But I see that minces, and mince is also super affordable and it's a great vehicle and it just like adds protein and iron to your meals. So, it's so affordable. I think that's also why I like it. Fair. It's the cozy loaves. Cozy loaves. I know. And God, it's tough at the moment. Feels like. Everything's expensive. Everything. My local deli that I used to splash out on the proper Greek yogurts just got up another 50p. I'm like, well, now I'm paying like eight New Zealand dollars for a tub of yogurt that I eat in one sitting. Like, I just can't justify it. It is unnecessary to compare back to New Zealand dollars when you don't earn New Zealand dollars. <laughs> it's for dramatic effect for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, actually, it does, it does provide a very dramatic effect when you, what am I trying to say? Convert, when you convert it back. It always sounds so much worse. I actually saw on this New Zealand page that popped up on my Facebook yesterday something about, it was like only in New Zealand or something like that, and it was a tub of hummus in a countdown supermarket for $40. Sorry. And so I screenshot it and sent it to our WhatsApp group that I have with Sam and his sister and her partner. And I was like, oh, my God, because they're moving home soon. I was like, so grim for you guys. Hummus is going to be $40. And <laughs> really good at me. <laughs> you already rubbed that up. And Sam was like, that's blatantly photoshopped, Alex. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. Who would do that? No one's photoshopping the price. Oh. Anyway, he went online and proved me wrong, and it was actually $4. Oh. And someone had photoshopped it. That's quite funny. Sweet girl. I was like, why are people doing that to me? <laughs> to you. Personally, you offended by it. I don't blame you. They uh, There was a targeted attack, Mort. It was, exactly. <clears throat> oh, my God. My sister texted me last night being like, just like a hundred crying faces being like Mort Stone detective face. <laughs> she could not go. This is so funny. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Text me, call me. If you, what's the song? The Kim Possible song? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. Kim Possible. Call me, beat me, me if, if you, you want to reach, reach me. me. Something, something, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in the choir at school? Because it kind of sounds like it. Mm. Absolutely not. I can't sing for shit. Was never allowed in that choir. Doesn't stop I me, though. It wasn't the one that you didn't have to audition for. Oh, yes. Yeah, fair. But I, I never made it into the Blackwatch Singers or whatever they were called. I auditioned. They told me I had an unusually low voice for <laughs> Do you know whenever I listen to this podcast back, I always think my voice sounds so low. No, you sound you sound really young. When I just listened back to our last week one, you're like, 
thank you, money. And I'm like, who's this eight-year-old that I record a podcast with? <laughs> yeah, but that's when I'm like, that's when I'm performing like voice. putting on my performing yes, voice. Yeah. When I'm just chatting to you. I honestly sound so low. And it always seems like I have something stuck in the back of my throat. I always think, God, oh, it's like clean your throat. Anywho, people might well listen to this and think they're listening to two handsome young <laughs> Kiwi men. Highly likely. <laughs> just chin-wagging about the day's events and waxing lyrical about all the problems of the patriarchy, which more men should be doing incredibly woke men because men listen to men men listen to men anyway well who would you like to have for dinner this week okay this is a little off center for moi do you know i'm gagging to have over is adam sandler oh that's such a good one i love adam sandler doesn't he just seem like such a hon apparently he's such a good guy yeah i was thinking (laughs) I was going to say he's a really good dude. A couple of years ago, I was dating a really lovely, really lovely guy. And the girls would be like, so how's it going? And I'd be like, he's just such a good dude. And they'd be like, see him back. <laughs> and I was being genuine. I was like, he's such a good dude. And they'd be like, oh, cowabunga, bitch. And send back like emojis of the, the little surfer man. And she's such a good dude. <laughs> Hang ten. Well, he was. Peace and blessings to him. Sorry, Adam Sandler. He just seems great. He's got a great marriage. He's really good friends with Jennifer Aniston, which is a green flag. Yeah. He's a really good dad. That's so cute. And that video went viral a while ago where like, he came into a restaurant and they were like, sorry, we don't have any tables. And he was like, yeah, sweet, no worries. They didn't realize who he was. But he was like, cool. And just like, oh. Some people would be like, do you know who I am? Exactly. On social media, like, Dumois just did a big thing about it. And like, and even hearing about Jimmy Fallon and his temper tantrums, how many celebrities are massive Divas. The other guy, who's that slightly overweight talk show host? James Corden. Oh, apparently he's a piece of work. He reeks of it. But there are just so many encounters with celebrities that they're assholes. Like, get a grip. People being like, do you know who I am? And the other person's like, no, I don't. It's because they're just surrounded by yes people all the time, though, you know? So true. Like, you see it even in a corporate environment where, like, Someone really senior will say something and everyone's like, oh, that's wrong, but no one says anything, you know? So true. Apparently Ed Sheeran was getting really like big for his boots and his home friends, the ones he spoke not so warmly of in Castle on the Hill, and he's like, one of them's barely getting by. It's like, imagine <laughs> ever listening back to that being like, cheers, bro. Sure, I shop at Little, but I'm okay. You'd be so gutted. You'd know it was you as well. Oh, you'd, you'd know. Like, that's me. <laughs> Maybe he could shower them in some of his riches. That would be not well wealth distribution, right? The <laughs> the friends pulled him were like, You're getting really annoying and weird and celebrity ish and it like snapped him out of it. And now he's married to a girl from high school, he's still really close to his young friend not young friends, so makes it sound like a pedo. He's got lots of children <laughs> friends. Of underage <laughs> mates. I think it was his cousin, wasn't it? That was his manager. Oh, wow. Okay, you're adding detail to the story that I did not know existed. Many a polls. And he he pulled him out of it. I think he was like, you're a prick. Get your shit together. Word for word. That's what Ed told me. I mean, fair enough. He seems like he could take it. Um, so Adam, Mr. Sandler. Mr. Sa- <laughs> Something about a girl who she was interviewing 50 Cent and they go, whatever you do, do not call him Fitty. And she goes, and she called him Mr. Cent by accident <laughs> and got really embarrassed. <laughs> He would have been like, are you okay? Sorry, so yes, Adam Sandler seems like a really good guy. I'd love to have him over. Fucking shut me up. What's yours? I am going this week with, it's a little bit 
out of date because it was a few weeks ago and I feel like we've even maybe touched on it, but I just want to touch on it again. Sophie Turner. Oh, so she's just broken up with one of the Jonas brothers. Not sure which one. Have we discussed it? We have spoken about it. And how he's been spreading all this shit about her to make her look good and he's overestimated his popularity. I think when we discussed it, that was like a potential... Mm that we thought that might be happening at the time, but then now it's sort of come out since then that that has been confirmed and actually there's heaps of videos and footage of her being with the kids and him being out and drunk in clubs. Cheating. Yeah, and cheating, and I just want to get her side of the story on it all. I would love she's, that. I didn't realise, but I she's actually super young. Like I, I don't even think she's 30. She's not. She's. I think she's 27. She was 23 when they got married, and he was quite a lot older. Did you know he asked out? God, that's young. He asked out Gigi Hadid, like, quite persistently when she was 13 and he was 19, and she turned him. She Ooh, turned him down. Oh, oh no, that is gross. <laughs> it was fine. No, that's revolting. <laughs> wow. Do you have young mates too? It's like Ed. No, she's apparently. She's really young and apparently an absolute yeah. legend. And now she's friends with Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I just want to know, like, what's going on? Who are, who are her pals? Did she have her PR team step in to get involved? How much does she know about what his PR team were doing, those absolute snakes trying to protect him? And I also just think I just find it fascinating to hear what it would be like to be part of the Jonas Brother family. Like, that must be weird. Like, three singing, dancing brothers? It's <laughs> <That's> odd. <laughs> Okay, when you, when you put it like that, it's weird. It's so weird. I used to have such a crush on Joe. Did you? He's so good looking and he seemed cool. And I was like, well, the fact she's – I saw like a little analysis of it, like some armchair therapist, armchair expert, as they say, saying like he's always desperately wanted to be cool. Like he was a loser, child star. Of course he was. He reeks of it, I reckon. And she was always cooler than him. And I think he was attracted to it. And then it, Did he wear a ring, one of those promise rings? Yeah, and then Ashley Green from um, the vampire, the sister from Twilight, took his virginity and he told everyone. And she she tweeted straight after the interview going, class is free, something. It was quite, it was quite iconic. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> But he wants to be cool and he was attracted to that and I guess she outshined him and everyone loved her and, and it dr- maybe drove him off. And apparently he, yeah, cheated a lot. That doesn't surprise me. Which is disgusting. You you can tell, I reckon, that he's just like a bit of a geek in his heart mm. and Theater kid. he's absolutely desperate to be like cool and popular and famous, you know? Oh, do you know what's so gross? I just clicked. Him and Gigi did end up dating. Did they? She directed his video for um, Cake by the Ocean. They were fully together, and he would have been so much older than her and probably still fantasizing about the 13-year-old version of her that he'd first tried to pick up. Oh. Which which brother's dating Priyanka? Nick Jonas is married to Priyanka and they have a baby. And then who's the other brother? Kevin Jonas, whose wife... Kevin. He's quite nice, isn't he, Kevin? He sounds like the actual... He's the least attractive and the most normal. Like, he seems lovely. He's the oldest. He's the oldest, yeah. And he's married. And their wives massively play into their brand too. So you've got to yeah. wonder, no wonder they tried to like throw Sophie under the bus to make it seem like she was amoral and she was partying because they need to have this super wholesome. It damages the whole brand. Exactly. I wonder what the parents are like. They must be the pushiest parents in the world. What do you always say, more? What do I say? That you cannot be a hugely successful young person if your parents are not fully driving it oh 100 percent. 
I firmly believe that. Like no eight-year-old is... just no way. Although I did hear that Emma Stone apparently sat down with her parents when she was like 12 and had made a PowerPoint presentation or like presented to them all the reasons why they should move to Hollywood because she was going to be a star and she wanted to be an actress. Well, I'm sure there are the rare cases like that, but I just feel like most of them in Hollywood, surely their parents are driving it. Like even the fact that they have to move their whole family from one state to Hollywood. You know, mm. like you've got to have some skin in the game as a parent there. That doesn't happen by accident. 100%. 100%. Like if my kid tried that on, I'd be like, well, no, <laughs> we're not going there. Where would you be moving? I guess moving from Auckland to LA would be quite the, it would be, be quite the change up. You might like it. Lots of smoothies, lots of wellness. Mm. For a start, I actually don't have a visa, so we wouldn't be going <laughs> for that reason. I also don't live in Auckland. <laughs> Not sure if you realise, but I actually live in London with you. I just think you're on an extended volleyball. <laughs> I'm employed in a full-time job. No, I mean by the time your child's old enough to be bossing you around, I thought you might be a back at home. I hope not, obviously. Who knows? No one can be sure. Now, tell me who you're having as a guest. Sophie. Oh, my God. I've told you. Am I okay? No, clearly not. We just talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like your brain can't convert short-term memories. What are you watching or reading this week? I am reading. Let me just grab my little Kindle helm. Oh, perfect. It's completely dead. Let me just look it up on my phone because I do want to provide this information because I am reading a book. Oh, it's called The Passenger by Cormac McCarthy. I think I've heard of that. Uh, really? I hadn't because I share a library, Kindle library with mum, so I just get whatever she's bought. It's quite cerebral. Like I'm having to reread the pages sometimes a couple of times the way it's the way it's written, but it is, it's really well written. Like I was saying last night at book club that I can't stand books that are really, if they're really beautifully written, then they can be, you know, a bit flowery. But when it's someone who's not that good at it, trying to like, yeah, over, I know what you mean. Overwrite. Like I was reading another one just before this and she's like, I walked into the gas station, the smell of coffee attacked my senses. And I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm fucking done. The premise of the book was good. There was a murder. There was mystery. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. But this is yeah, beautifully written. It's very like, Paired back. You can tell he's amazing. What did he read at book club think of Thursday Murder Club? No one liked it and most of them hadn't read it. Hadn't finished oh, it. Much like myself. So that was quite validating because I hate not finishing books, but man, that was shit. Did you end up reading it? No, I didn't even download it. Well, no one was enjoying it and I was like, I'm not going to pay for that. You were absolutely right. Many A's in your name, more. Exactly. One they stand for, always right. Always right. So I'm reading The Passenger and then I'm watching a show called it's um a shelter harlan coben shelter on prime which is really good again it's got some mystery it's got some intrigue it's got heaps of twists and turns i'm like how do you think of i need a new series so i'm thrilled to yes, hear this watch that it's really good it's um a little bit goosebumpsy but kind of elevated like it's teenagers kind of trying to solve the mystery okay but it's also it feels young and then i looked at the his co-writer is his daughter, so it kind of makes sense. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. Her name's Charlotte. What a talented family. Yeah. Charlotte, oh, Nepo. No, Charlotte Coburn, and she's helped write it and obviously kept it quite like relevant, so it feels, it doesn't feel awkward or clunky that it's someone older writing about teens, and 
the show is is quite like I'm quite engrossed in it. So yeah, that's really cool. And now you? Um, not reading. <laughs> it's book. Um, but watching. So I actually, I remember last week, I think I said that I was watching Wilderness, that series on Amazon Prime. You were going to start it, yeah. Yes, I was going to start it. So I've now finished it. Couldn't recommend it more. It was so good. Like quite, I would. it wasn't very realistic, I would say, just as a small caveat. But it's just like a great addictive watch, you know, like I kept wanting to go and sit and watch the episode and I kept thinking about it. Um, Jenna Coleman, who I love, is in it, and she was amazing, as always, and beautiful. <laughs> Why don't you go for her for dinner? You can make out. Yeah, I should actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know, straight up to the bedroom. She's like, sorry, what? I thought I'm here for dinner. This was a dinner. I thought it was a PR event for takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a really, really good series. So it's about a husband and wife, and they live in the UK. She's Welsh, he's English. And then they moved to New York for his job. And she's quite like, I want to say doormat, but she's not a doormat. But do you know what I mean? Like she just kind of like goes with whatever he wants to do. Super supportive, overly supportive, I would say. She like very in love with him. So she, and she trusts him. So she goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she doesn't even have a career in New York. She's just kind of chilling. I think maybe she's a writer. I don't know, apparently. And um, anyway, he treats her like shit and it evolves from there. Oh, it's really good. Might download it for my flight tomorrow. How many episodes yes. are there? I think there's six. That's a good number. Like I'm, I really wanted. I should have waited for Sam to watch it with me, but I didn't because I got too impatient. And I would honestly watch it again with Sam. I really enjoyed it that much. That is high, high praise. I feel like you're not a big ah. Oh, you rewatch. You rewatch nostalgic. I'm stuff. a huge rewatcher. Huge rewatcher. Stuff from when you're young and Big Bang Theory. And friends. But it does have to be good or like comforting for you to rewatch it though. You wouldn't rewatch a bang average one. I just forget. Actually, no, I, I don't forget the Big Bang episodes. I reckon I could probably recite them. Like before somebody says something on Big Bang, I know what oh, they yeah. can say, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, but Gossip Girl forgot the whole thing. Can't, can't even remember anything. So good. All I remember is that Serena kind of loses her mind at one point. Often. I'm like, what did the, what did the writers have against her at that, you know? And Serena really irritating in it. She's incredibly irritating. Yeah. Like she's just always playing like kind of the good girl who got into the wrong situation and whoops, oh, I'm sorry me, I'm such a bitch. She was you know? led astray and it wasn't really her fault. Yeah, blah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas like Blair's a bitch, but she kind of knows she's a bitch, you know? Yeah, she owns it. She is a bitch though. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Holy shit. I wouldn't want to be friends with either of them. No, neither. Any of them, really. Maybe Nate. He's a bit of a sap, but he seems nice. I'd marry him and Nate, probably. Okay. Um, Shushag married Dan, Nate, Chuck. Oh, it's like, it's so hard because it's like, at what point in this in the series? Okay, not when Chuck's being rapey. Then I think I'd marry Chuck. Oh, okay. Okay. You do sympathize with Blair a lot, so that kind of makes I sense. I just love him. He's always just like, he's so cute and romantic, you know? Yeah. He's got so much money. <laughs> That's yeah. always attractive. <laughs> Let's not be funny here, girls. It's getting to that point in life and supermarket prices just keep going up. I always say no to bankers as soon as they come across when I had hinge, which I now don't, but I should probably get again. Do you? I say no to them because I'm like, fuck bankers. And now I'm like, well, maybe I should fuck bankers. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl is struggling out here going 50-50 on a pride point, on a feminist point. 
And now I'm like, I want someone who says, no, you won't pay. I'll be like, thank you. She's backtracking on all her values. I am a fair weather feminist in these trying times. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? (laughs) Okay, and then the other two? Then I think I would, I'd bang Nate and I'd kill off Dan. Really? Lonely boy doesn't do it for you. See, I think he's got the most substance of all of them. You could have the best conversation with him. But he's, Vanessa's seconds and I can't go there. They did Vanessa dirty on the show. She's so annoying. In the book, she's meant to be cool and hot. And in the show, she's beautiful, but she passes me off. She's the most annoying person in the whole world. She's very much, is it Natalie from the OC? His ex from childhood. I don't remember. That he goes, that Ryan goes back to Chino to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chino. She is knocked up. Chino. Marissa and Chino. Okay, well, we need to go maybe through an episode without talking about gossip talking girl. about the OC or gossip girl. Do you know what one of the, our friends texts me after the show? Well, after listening to one of our episodes, going, it's it's so funny how often you bring up the Sims. The Sims. I don't remember ever talking about it. She's like, yeah, you do all the time. <laughs> Clearly, it's a big part of my personality. You have brought up the Sims a couple of times. <laughs> They're so embarrassing. Oh, bless you. Many, many happy days spent on that game. Just stuck in the 90s. As a youth. That were the best times, weren't they? Um, can we do your Shoot, Shag, Mary? I haven't watched the show in, in well over a year, but probably <laughs> Mary Dan. Oh, he does get quite annoying. Uh, my first instinct is Mary Dan, Shag, Nate, and then Kill Chuck. Oh, interesting. So you're opposite of me. Yeah. But that makes sense. We have incredibly different taste in men. The most different. Apart from our agreement that Henry Cavill is the hottest person alive. He is the hottest person alive. I love him. And on that Dumois thing I said where people writing in their celebrity experiences, someone goes to Henry Cavill, can I hug you? And he goes, no, you might shag me. <laughs> so he knows it too. And there's, the, and there's the video that went viral where he is reading out tweets about himself and one of the tweets goes, I'm 99% sure Henry Cavill has a massive dick. And he looks up and goes to the camera, why the 1%? Excuse me. The arrogance of the man. Yeah. He does tend to date really young girls. So he says, we'll drop everything to be with him um, because that's better for his lifestyle. That's really yikes. Did you see what he did for his nephew, though? No, tell me. Oh, yes, I I did. Put on his Superman outfit and went to school. That's walked him to school. So cute. So cute. Literally the cutest thing ever. Do you have any letters from the fans? I don't. I do. I do. Okay. God, I'm really high-pitched in this episode. Because you're trying not to sound like a man. I am um, I was feeling so flat all day, and now I feel really perky. It's the pod energy. It just brings love and light. Wow. Am I straight out of a church? Wow. Love, love, laugh. Okay. So I do have one. I have one that she wrote back in response to when I told that story about the woman's kidney being taken. Oh, yes. Um, Which is hideous and had so many people write into me and be like who was it whose boss was it anyway this woman said i have a story just like that a woman i know got sick back back in asia she had an emergency appendectomy and it was all good she what's tra- an appendectomy get your appendix out ah oh, of course all good traveled on back to australia married she struggled to get pregnant and then the scans show they took an ovary too oh that is awful so so horrible and that's really like okay a kidney I mean I don't I've got two so I can't 
compare, but losing an ovary and struggling to conceive. <laughs> Stop it. Struggling to conceive would be boasting about your two kidneys. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> and it is. I metabolize toxins like a motherfucker. No need for a juice cleanse. No, no, no. My 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 DOS kidneys are doing it all for me. It always cracks me up when people do a cleanse. I'm like, that's literally what your kidneys are doing, you absolute moron. It's such a scam, isn't it? It's such a scam. It's such a scam. It's so expensive too. Like I know. Oh, it's just a whole lot of sugar and like starchy shit and then you just Or get... just like starving yourself, you know? Like, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And we don't do that anymore. It's 2023. Exactly. No one's doing that. Anyway. Anyway, that was my one entry. Um, but taking away someone's ability to have children is crazy. That's so cruel. That is like unbelievably cruel. No amount of money would even be worth that. <laughs> what, even if you got part of the profits? <laughs> well, yeah, because last time I said that, <laughs> that I'd be most pissed off about missing out on the kidney money, but I wouldn't even care if it was my ovaries, you know, because I yeah. wouldn't want money for them. You know. Um, but yeah, that was my entry and i thought there was another one but now i can't find it so maybe we'll save it for next no, time i thought i had one too but i can't find it either so um please write into us guys we're a shambles we are now what's our your takeaway my takeaway this week you need to tell me if i've said this before on the pod okay i definitely have okay whatever it's so nice you say it twice the greatest sign of intellect is changing your mind when you're presented with new information i really like that really like that and because sometimes you're in an argument someone proves you wrong and you're like oh fuck. and then you feel like an idiot and you're like actually no i'm a human being and i can change my mind yeah and i can take this information and i can adapt and i can improve and be flexible so i love that saying and i love being proved like not love being proven wrong but i do like learning and, and learning new you know points in an argument Agree. so that's my takeaway Nothing worse than having the same argument over and over and over again either. No, you know? people need to adapt. Exactly. Learn. What's your takeaway, Maud? Mine is actually, so I was listening to someone's career story at work the other day and he said something super interesting, which is no one is responsible for your success except you. And I thought that was just like such a good takeaway and I wanted to share it with everyone because so often you do feel like, somebody's going to show up and really help you and yeah. give you that promotion or offer you a new job or whatever it is. But that's never, ever going to happen. The only person that can make that happen is you and the only person that can make you be successful is you and whatever you yeah. deem success. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the workplace. It could be relationship success, happiness, whatever it is, family. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my takeaway. Yeah, completely agreed. Even if someone does have a mentor who's amazing or someone who helps them, they would have sought that mentor out. Yeah, totally. No one's going to hand you anything on a silver platter. No, they're absolutely not. I mean, unless you've got like a finance daddy who golfs with senators, then you're going to have to do it all yourself. And there's not many of those around. I've looked. <laughs> For a finance daddy? Yeah, me too. That's, that, is, that is a tough pill to swallow because you want someone to help you it does help if you've got someone ahead of you that you can kind of see their career path and think that's what I'd thousand like. thousand percent. If you've got someone ahead percent. of you who's doing something kind of different You can to mirror you, someone. Yeah. And you've just got to sort of freeball it and don't have like any guiding in your team. That can be hard. But I do agree. You've got to be driven. You've got to want it. And you've got to know what you want. And just show up. <sighs> show up and work hard, baby. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you're, hey, you're welcome, first of all. 
that's all we have time for. All right. Well, we are out of time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, please pass on the podcast to any of your friends that that you think might like it. It's so, so helpful for us. And write in, as I think we mentioned last week, if you want any advice on any relationship situations or anything, you want to tell us any juicy goss, any crazy stories that have gone on in your life, please feel free to send them in or anything you want to hear more of from us, send them in to takeaways podcast at gmail.com and takeaways pod on instagram i got it right you did you nailed it you always do okay bye guys right. bye you. guys